You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Deny Jesus or self is the title of this devotion. That is actually more real on a day-to-day basis than we sometimes maybe realize that we are given the opportunity to either deny ourselves or deny the Lord. And Jesus said in in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Do you know something? People give up their lives for their job. They give up their lives for their card, for their animal. They give up their lives for their, for their, their house. They give up their lives for so many different things. Is that wrong? No, I think you have to show what is important to you by what you by what you honor. And to be a, to give up your, your life for, for your family and everything, I think is, is in a way is very godly, you know. So it's one of the great commandments to honor your father and mother. And with that, out of the Ten Commandments is the only commandment that comes along with the blessing of long life if you do this. So to, 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 to give up self for the sake of showing love, Jesus said in John chapter 15, no greater love has any man than to lay down his life for another. So we lay down our lives for a lot. And, and a lot of these things, amen. But to lay down our lives for Christ, what reward has that? But eternal life, wow, eternal life. And this life in this body is quite temporal. And the older you get, the more you realize how short it really is. And to give up your life for everything except Jesus would be a waste. But to give up your life for Christ, that is worth it all. And that is what Jesus was trying to show all mankind and his disciples that if we deny ourselves for his sake and choose him instead of self, how the reward is eternal life. He says, what profit a man if he would gain the whole world, but lose his own life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul, for his living being? Nothing you could say, well, Lord, here I gave up my life for the car. And the Lord says that car will not buy your salvation. It will not free you from from the penalty of sin, which is death and hell. Yeah, but I gave up my life for this house. I gave my, no, it's only when you gave up your life for Christ that you receive what you receive through Him, 
through giving up your life for a car, you, ride, you enjoy a nice journey, you give up your, your life for your house, you enjoy maybe a nice place to live, but give up your life for Christ, you receive Christ, eternal life. He is eternal life. And that's where the Apostle Paul says, all these things in my life in, in Philippians 3 that were of such great value to me, I have come to consider as but dung, rubbish in comparison to the priceless privilege of having Christ Jesus and being found in Him, having the righteousness that comes from God through faith in Christ alone. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ means I've given up everything for Christ. I've denied all of self for Christ. That's what he says. And the life that I now receive through Christ is the life of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you understand? You give yourself up for something, you receive the value of it. And Jesus is saying, if you deny yourself for me, you receive eternal life. It is pretty phenomenal if you think about it. If we go another page to Mark chapter 10, please. Peter says to Jesus in verse 28, and Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all to follow you. So Jesus answered and said, surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this life, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first now, who seem to have it all now, will be last. And those who seem to have given it up all now will be first then. In other words, you can, you know, and this is a real temptation. It's quite common to the devil's ways. David in Psalm 73 said, I almost slept, slipped, slipped and fell when I looked at the prosperity of those who don't fear God. And how foolish, like a wild beast I was to be tempted by that when the Lord showed me their end. And friends, there are people that have denied Christ for the temporal, pleasure, temporal pleasures of this life. And their end will be sorrow beyond sorrows. But what a joy we will have if we give it up all now for the eternal riches that we receive through Jesus Christ. And here Peter said, Lord Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus said, I can tell you, nobody who's given up everything for me will do without, I will take care of them. However, that transition in, in life can be quite hard. You know, you can, like Leah, you read in Genesis 29, her heart was so in love with Jacob but Jacob had no love for her. All his love was for her sister, Rachel. My goodness, I cannot imagine the pain that Leah went through. 
and how she cried out to God and God saw, God heard that she was suffering and he answered her cry by opening her womb and gave her a son called Reuben, which was the firstborn of Jacob. And yet Jacob's heart did not turn to her. And then again, the Lord opened her womb and gave her a son called Simeon. And, and she said, the Lord has seen that I'm unloved, unloved. And her pain was so immense to be married to a man who didn't have affection for her and didn't have love for her. He satisfied his natural tendencies by laying with her, but he had no real heart for her, no real love for her until the fourth son, which was which she named Judah. And that meant I will worship God. Whenever you go through in marriage, through a time that you get no love, you get no affection, you get no, no, and you hunger for it like a man in a dry and thirsty land, you hunger for it and it hurts you. And, and the Lord Jesus said, if you'll deny yourself, but look to me, I myself, will be more than enough for you and I will work the answer for you. And that is such an important thing in this life, not just in marriage between a husband and a wife, but concerning the things of this life when you would love to have something and it just, just isn't happening for you and to not allow that to keep gnawing on you and hurting you, but that you just sweetly, sweetly surrender it. You say, Pastor, I want to surrender it, but I, I keep feeling so resentful that I'm going through this. I keep feeling so bitter. And, I, and you know, it's like Peter said, I've given up everything to follow you, but I'm still not satisfied. And Peter had to make a discovery that you and I have to make. Yeah, and I want to show you this if you go with me to Luke chapter 22, please. Okay, Jesus said to Peter there in verse 31, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. When you have returned to me. First he says, Lord, I've given up everything to follow you. Now Jesus said, when you return to me. What is it that draws your heart away from our loving Savior and causes you to be hurting for something you want, you need, you desire, you long for? And because of that desire, that longing, Satan keeps on coming and pushing you and hurting you. Are you listening? I really feel that the Lord is talking to us today. And he's saying, I don't want you to hurt anymore. I don't want you to feel that loneliness. I don't want you to feel that rejection. I don't want you to feel that pain anymore. I don't want you. You say, but Lord, I'm following you. Why haven't you answered? I, I so long to have it, but you've not given it to me, right? And God's been sustaining you and upholding you and strengthening you. Otherwise you wouldn't be here watching me today. You wouldn't be here listening to me today. And, and, and Jesus said, Simon, Peter, Satan has been asking to sift you as wheat. What does that mean? What does it mean to sift wheat? They would take the wheat and they would beat it or they would write the card over it to separate the shell from the grain inside and, and to loosen 
the, the grain inside from the shell in which it was kept and then they would take it with a shovel and throw it up in the air in the olden days and the wind would blow away the little shell that was worthless, that was called chaff. And the wind would blow it away and what would fall down with the little seeds and plant that seed or, or grind it and you'll make flour and bread and everything else or, or sow it and you'll have a new harvest. And he says, Satan has sought to sift you like wheat. In other words, Satan wants to prove that your love for me is worthless like chaff. Satan wants to show that when it comes down to it, your heart is not true to me. You see, a true heart is one of the great gifts that you receive through Jesus. Read Hebrews 10, 22. And, and, and here, Satan was pushing Peter and pushing Peter to prove that when it comes down to it, he denies Jesus instead of self because of his own need, his own want, his own desire. You hear me? And Jesus said what to him? He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith shall not fail, should not fail. And when you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And he said to him, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. And I tell you, all of us has to wake up to the reality that if it's in our own strength like Peter, we will all deny Jesus for self. But through the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ, for His ever-living intercession, Hebrews 7, 24, through His ever-living intercession, He is able to give us a true heart. And that true heart is revealed in that we deny self instead of Jesus and find our fulfillment and satisfaction in Him. I'm going to close with you from 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and chapter 12, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12. And the Apostle Paul here, it's a real quite interesting chapter. I mean, I find these intriguing, these chapters, because he's being challenged if what motivates him to be the minister to the church of Corinth because these other ministers were coming with ulterior motives. They were coming for money, for position, for prestige and, and, and you know, an influence. But, but, but Paul was coming because he loved the people for Christ's sake and wanted to bring them into Christ. And, and, and Paul, for Paul to boast in himself would be madness because he says, no, I was the worst of all sinners because I persecuted the church and I'm not worthy to be called an apostle, but I am what I am by the grace of God. And, and, and I labor more abundantly than others, yet not I, but it's this grace of God that empowers, enables me to do what I do. And, and here he's talking to these people and you see that is the whole point between denying Jesus or self. It's your motivation. It's your motivation. It's, it's a real interesting little thing in the scripture in the Old Testament. You see your motivation or inclination, what inclines you, is in the Old Testament regarded as your kidneys, okay? And, and the kidneys had to always be sacrificed separate to God. 
And the kidneys, we know, we have two kidneys, and we know why they're there, to cleanse the inward man. It's where the dialysis takes place and where the impurities are taken out of the blood and, and put into liquid into the bladder and then excreted from the body. And so, you know, the liquid that comes out of your body doesn't come out of your tummy. It comes out of your kidneys into your bladder. And when the bladder fills up, then it excretes it. And you see, the kidneys is where the impurities are taken out. In other words, where we're inwardly kept pure to have life flowing through us. And, and our inclination, our motivation can only be made perfect through the blood and the spirit of Jesus, whose blood was perfect. Oh, I can't wait to start talking more to you about the blood of Jesus. And so the Apostle Paul, the real issue, excuse me, between denying Jesus or self is our inclination. It is our motivation. It is, are we of a true heart or not? And Satan wants to always prove that your heart isn't true to God. He always is wanting to tempt you to prove, see, you're not that good of a Christian. See, you're, you're, you're worthless. And Jesus is the one who does the opposite. He wants to prove you're born of the Spirit. You're made alive by God. You're a wonderful child of the Heavenly Father. <laughs> oh, how much I love seeing that true heart. I met this morning with my dear friend Anthony Mead and I saw a true heart in this beautiful man that I've known for 25 years. How Jesus has perfected him to have a true heart. And how I love to see that in people. It's to me the greatest pleasure of being a pastor is to see how Jesus makes us true to God through his blood and his loving intercession that never fails to do whatever it takes to bring us through. And here... I got to close. I know I'm going on a bit. Second Corinthians 11 verse 22. Are they, these people that are competing with me, are they Hebrews? Well, so am I. Are they Israelites? Well, so am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? Well, so am I. Are they ministers of Christ? And I know I'm speaking like a fool when I keep saying these things, but I more in labors, more abundant. Listen now in stripes above measure, in imprisonments more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received four of these stripes minus one. I, I, I don't know if you've had any challenges to deny self instead of Jesus, but that's what he's trying to show you here. He said, am I a minister of Jesus Christ? I labor with all my being for Jesus. I have been imprisoned. I have, I have, uh, I've had stripes in, you know, in prison more frequently, in deaths often. Have I denied self for Christ? From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep of the ocean, in journeys often, in the perils of waters, in the perils of robbers, in the perils of my own countrymen, in the perils of the Gentiles. Perils, perils. Have you had trouble? In the perils of the city, in the perils in the wilderness, in the perils in the sea, in the perils among false brethren in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often. 
in hunger and thirst, in fasting, often in cold and nakedness, besides the other things what comes to me daily, my deep concern for the churches, who is weak and I'm not weak, who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation. In other words, when I see other Christians fall and somebody trips them up, doesn't that try to really offend me? If I must boast, well, I will boast in the things concerning my infirmities, my weaknesses, and God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying to you. In Damascus, the governor under arrest as the king uh, was guarding the city of Damascus with a garrison uh, desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through the window of the wall and escaped from his hands. Denying Jesus Himself, can you hear me? Every day we will have opportunities. And I plead with you, the eternal rewards when you choose Jesus over self. When you keep on saying, Lord, I choose you, not self. I'm not going to sit here in a pity party and, and, and just pamper my wants, my needs, my desires, my lusts, my fears, my angers, my irritations my grudges. No, Lord, I won't do it. I will not do it. I know these things have been painful and this has been impossible for me to bear, but I choose you instead of self. And in you, I have grace sufficient that in all my weakness, your strength is made perfect, which is what he's saying in chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Look at it. Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect when you feel weak. Therefore, Paul says, I most gladly rather boast in my infirmities, my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, deny Christ or self. Paul denied self for Christ. And that's what he got was Christ. I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, needs, persecution, distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, I am strong. Where did that strength come from? He denied self instead of Jesus. He chose Jesus instead of self. Keep choosing Jesus and you will have Jesus. Have a good day.